Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And here we are with human designs conversations here on the Find Your Awesome Podcast. I am loving these conversations. And this episode is the end of this series, but it won't really be the end because these are so fun. All right. So we started out the series with Lisa Wade Berry, who's a manifesting generator. Then we spoke to Shirley Harvey, a manifester. Then Meg Haynes, a projector. Then Angela Johnson, another projector. Then Brooke Cover, a reflector. And today I'm bringing you a generator, Karen Kenny. Karen was first on the podcast way back in the beginning in 2017, episodes seven, eight, or nine, somewhere around there. Of course, the episode was epic. And like all of these guests, I really hope you go back and listen to the earlier episode as well. So if you haven't listened to all of the episodes in this series yet, please do, because it doesn't matter what your energy type is, you're going to feel hopefully some permission to be you and some real resonance with when you do listen to the conversation with the person who has the same energy type or maybe even the same profile as you do. But as you listen to the episodes with other people, I hope that it helps you understand the other humans in your life, the other people who are other energy types. I hope it helps you celebrate them and see them for being who they are and doing what they came here to do. Because that's what this whole human design experiment is about. It's about seeing owning and celebrating ourselves for following our own design and seeing and celebrating other people for following their design. That is the magic of human design. That is the magic of this experiment. That is how we elevate the consciousness, the sparkle, the life, the light, the joy, the everything on this planet. Now, Karen is a three, five generator. She's also got an open throat. So you're going to hear how she manages that. With an open throat center, people are designed to advocate for others instead of talking about themselves. Hear how Karen uses it. And also note that Karen has an incredible life story, and it's something she writes about really, really well. So just because you have an open throat, it does not mean you're not supposed to ever share your story. Hell no. Human design should always, always, always give you permission to be who you really, truly want to be. I never want anyone to feel like they're being put in a box or slapped with a label or put in, well, what I think of as prison by being told they can't do something they want to do. Mm -mm. Human design is here to expand you, help you feel like anything is possible, like you are perfect like you are doing it the way you're supposed to do it. Let's hear what Karen has to say. I love you. I'll see you on the flip side. All right, we're doing this. Karen Kenny, I love you. I'm excited you're here. I'm so excited I'm here too. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for playing human design with me. I know. I was so excited um, having my chat. They're called chats, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, having my my chat read by you, I knew it was gonna be I knew it was gonna be fun, <laughs> and I knew I had a few friends that had had gone first, and I had very limited very I told you this, um, but for those of you who are listening at home, um, I knew Kelsey. We've we've done a little back and forth, a few things with each other, but um, 
I knew very, very little about human design and I'd had my quote unquote shot looked at, but I didn't see my shot. It was just a person who just announced to me, oh, you're a generator. And I was like, I don't even know what that is, <laughs> right? But like, thanks. And she told me a couple of things and I was like, I don't know, like, I need more. Like, I'm one of those people, I need more information. I, I always say like, I'm a person of deep faith, but it's not blind faith. It is faith that has been gathered through my own experience, right? So for somebody else to tell me about me is always interesting, but it's got to land. It's got to feel right. So like, I always say it like this, I had just enough information about generators to be dangerous, right? I was like, I don't know. Um, and then somebody, um, said, well, go try to find your chat online. And I found one of those free things. And I start looking at this outline of this torso, this head and this body with all the, <laughs> the symbols and the lines and the graphs. And I'm like, Oh, I don't even like brown. Why is there brown on my chat? Right. I'm like looking at all these things. And then I was trying to read like, you know, self-diagnose and like read the things. And I was like, dude, this is just intense. And as somebody who's been in the quote unquote, like spiritual world, like for like half over half of my lifetime, even to me, some of it was like, whoa, okay, this is like, what? I was like, th th I don't even know what's happening here. So it was such a blessing and a gift and so much fun, Kels, when you were like, I do human design. I'm so excited to look at your chat. I'm like, let's do this. And what a revelation, like what a blast it was. So your I just want to say thank chart. you so Revelation much. is in your chart. Yeah, it was just really, really cool. And it was more, more of anything, I think. It was a deep confirmation of what I already knew and it gave me even more permission to understand like, yes, like this is why you're here. This is who you are. Big thumbs up, like go for it. Like it was just really, really, I mean, nice seems like such a, but it was so nice to just hear like, yeah, like keep going, kid. Like you're doing it. <laughs> you know? This is why I wanted to have you on here because there are a lot of generators out there. It's like 30% of the population. And to have to read your chart and be able to just like see your own reflections and how you do things and you're you're doing it you're already doing it i didn't tell you anything you didn't know i just showed it to you in a different place and was like how cool is this your soul picked this out for you <laughs> yeah and it was like you know i haven't you know we we talk about uh i don't remember who first said it I wish I did. But it talks about the value, the importance of um, an examined life. And one of the things we, you know, when we lead an unexamined life, I often say we, we leave like a wake of destruction, you know, like behind us. And so I live a very examined life and I look at a lot of things. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I know myself really well. Um, trust me, I always say we all have, we, we, we all have our own blind spots to our bullshit, but I'm even pretty aware of my bullshit. You know what I mean? But it's like to have somebody um, look at this thing and nothing, nothing that you said to me was I like, you know, like, and again, I grew up in a superstitious family. My Nana used to do like the Maluki, the, you know, the readings, the evil eye, like the whole thing, like, you know, blessing the houses and the da, 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 da. So I've always grown up with tarot cards and superstitions and all these things. So I'm really just open. So I'm like, oh, you want to, you want to do a palm reading? Great. You want to do, you want to pull an angel card for me? Awesome. Have that, whatever. Um, so I was just really open to receiving and everything that you showed me, like not one part of it. Like sometimes you'll go and get a reading and somebody starts saying something to you and you're like, eh, 
eh, I don't know. Like, eh, maybe. And it's not because you're resisting. It just doesn't feel authentic or right at all. And again, that was the beauty of it. I felt like this was like my spiritual team, my mom, God, the universe, the whole, the whole shebang. Everybody was just saying like, hey, you're, like, you're listening. You're listening. You're taking your instructions. You're taking your medicine. You know, you're doing what you came here to do. Like, let's keep going. And we talked a lot about this, especially as both of us being um, entrepreneurs. I always laugh. I don't really identify as an entrepreneur, but I am one, even though I kind of resist the language. Um, Being entrepreneurs and being business people, being coaches or mentors. And it's like, okay, well, in the hustle bustle of social media and exposure and just like 24-7, like this thing of like, are you staying in touch with your people and how are you selling and marketing and all this stuff? It's like, oh my God, like exactly. Like for those of you who are listening, like I can see Kelsey right now and she like just made this face and it was really funny because- I had to take that off. (laughs) Yeah, like, right? So for me to understand that the way that I'm approaching how I, not just how I live my life, not just who I am and how I am, but how I, how I live in the world and um, what I offer the world through my, through my, my, my mentoring and my workshops and my retreats and stuff like that to feel like, oh, that sneaking suspicion that I always had, which was, you know, I paid a lot of money in business coaching programs really just to come to the conclusion. What I really wanted to know was, can I make money, right? Keep a roof over my head, pay my bills, little savings, whatever. Can I do that by just being me? And contrary to what most branding business stuff tells you, it's like, no, there's systems and there's structures and there's strategy. And like those words just make me like, like I'm, those of you can see my face right now, I'm like, eh. it just makes me kind of like curl up, like, like the little witch's feet in Wizard of Oz when they curl up under the house. Like I'm like, eh. like no. <laughs> so I guess what I want to say is your reading was a gift to me because it just reflected back to me like shit that I knew in my bones, but I just felt like it gave me even more. It's, it's not even permission. It was just like this deep, quiet knowing of like, yes, mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Keep trusting yourself. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting the divine source, love, whatever you want to call it. And so it was, it was just awesome, man. It was so good. I, I loved it. And I love the way you trust the, I mean, that takes a whole lot of bravery to trust. Now you've got the permission of your chart to live the way you're living. But until this point, you've been doing it your way. Yeah. You've hired business coaches to try and figure out how to do it, to try and maybe do systems, but oh my God, I don't, I say like one of the the first business courses I bought was on systems and I paid $500 to learn that I don't, do systems. (laughs) Well, that's what, that's what I I laugh about. Cause I say like, I got the big book of marketing and it was like literally like two inches thick and I'm flipping through it and everything made me cringe. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And so basically my coaches started to realize like, Oh, what she just really needs support in is being herself. And that would be my homework. I talk about that. My coaches would say, go out in public and be yourself. That is your marketing strategy. And I'd, I'd go like this. Oh, thank God, because I know I can do that. <laughs> I don't know about the funnels and the fucking quizzes and the pointing people to the thing and the upsell and the scarcity. Mo- I was like, what the? 
And on top of that, I'm a spiritual mentor. Like I can't in good conscience play those games. Like that's not interesting to me. And so, okay, so here's one of the things that uh, I am not trying to run this interview, by the way. Hello. But it just occurred to me. One of the things I love about you, you press play on Karen Kenny and she plays. <laughs> yeah. But, but one of the things that occurred to me is um, in case like some of my people, because I'm going to direct them to this, don't even know what a generator is. Should we maybe talk about like some of the characteristics or what makes a generator a generator? Yeah. Generators okay, cool. are here to be sparkly as fuck. And <laughs> to be super sparkly. They need to do what lights them up. They have a sacral engine and the universe is constantly juggling stuff for them, showing them new things like new ideas, new colors, new flavors, new opportunities. And they get to respond from their gut, which is their sacral center, saying either hell yes, where they feel it, where they feel it themselves, sit up taller, maybe lean forward, just feel that like champagne bubbles flowing throughout your body or not feel that and it's like it's not always necessarily a hell no sometimes it's a huh i'm just not feeling those bubbles flowing through me I'm not feeling the electric jolt that is a generator's mission here it's to be curious and follow the joy and follow what lights them up generators believe that like they know they have a deep knowing that they're here to lift other people up Mm. And the way they're supposed to do that isn't by fixing things for people. It isn't by sacrificing themselves for other people. It is by doing what lights them up because when they are lit up, their energy is so sparkly that it is so magnetic. It is so juicy and delicious and irresistible that it just elevates everyone around them. That is so powerful. You said like four different things that I could like riff off of, but I want to grab onto one and then mention something else. So one of the things you just said, besides everything that you said, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And of course I am because I'm a generator, right? So I'm like, yes, I love what you're saying right now. It totally sounds like me, but more importantly, it feels like me. But one of the things that you said is that, and I'm just going to kind of relate it to if there's any generators out there who are business people, who are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, or you're trying to like, how do I do me out in the world? Like one of the things I've always pushed back about. So I remember when I first took, and this is no slam against Marie Forleo or B-School. I think Marie's the balls. She's doing great stuff. Um, but it was the first time I had heard the word like, ideal avatar like you have to figure out who your ideal client is and then and then based on that then you have to start having all these conversations with your people about what they want and find out their problems and it was very like customer based customer focus customer needs customer problems and i've always and i this is probably why you start to hire a business coach or something because the way that i felt was that well, that doesn't feel right for me because, and please, people who are listening at home, you know me, you know how I love people, but uh, just from the creative point of view, even as a writer, I don't want to just write what the market wants. I need to write what I want to write, what I, the story that I need to tell. So when I was looking at that, I was thinking, not that I don't care what people want or what their problem is or what their need is or how, what I could fix or change or transform for them. But I was like, can't I just talk about what I know 
And what I've transformed in myself, what lights me up or what I feel like I, where I can add value to the conversation. And then people will just be attracted to it. Like, I don't want to take, it's like, I don't want to do surveys. I don't want to go out there and go, oh my God, like, you know, what made you want to work with me? And then what did like, even I think testimonials are beautiful, but I never tell my people what they're supposed to talk about. I'm like, you tell me what you got out of this. This is like, I don't want to Cirque du Soleil myself. I don't want to twist and contort myself to create some offering that's going to be popular and make me money. And it's to most business people, they're like, that is just stupid. Like you're supposed to have a finger on the pulse of your market. And I'm like, it feels backwards to me. <laughs> so uh, again, like talking with you gave me this like just, I, I, I don't want to overuse the word permission, but it was more like a highlight of like, yeah, as a generator, that's what you're supposed to do or that's what will feel best in your body is when you're creating from a place that is like, again, what lights me up. As selfish as that can sound, right? Am I making sense? Yeah. You know, I read something today. I, can't, I have no idea where I saw it. I feel like it was like on a cereal box, but I don't <laughs> eat cereal from boxes. So I don't know what it's from. Um, but it was like selfishness. Oh, it was in the um, note from the universe. Like selfishness is actually one of the, I'm totally going to butcher this. Um, You're paraphrasing. I'm totally paraphrasing. Yeah. AKA okay. Saying something that's really yeah. <laughs> um, it was like selfishness is actually like the most altruistic thing you can do unless you're doing it wrong. Like being selfish doesn't mean that you're putting everyone else down. Yes. Yes. Close enough. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that that's, you know, when we first did our reading and you said, Oh, a generator is supposed to be, you know, sparkly AF or sparkly as fuck. And I was like, I was like, oh, I can do like, <laughs> and it's not even that I'm not, it's like, that's a natural occurrence of when you're living in your flow. Like that's the whole thing. When you stop resisting your natural, like when, when Mary Oliver, the great poet says, you know, let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Mm. Like when you just stop resisting like what you love and how you love to create and express. And it's why, you know, for me, it's just like, don't put me in a box. Don't make me one thing. Like I am many things. Yeah, I'm a spiritual mentor, but I'm also a storyteller and I'm a speaker and I'm a yoga teacher and I'm a writer and I used to do Thai yoga massage and I'm a vegan and I'm an animal activist. Like people, you know, like in America, people love to ask these typical questions like, where do you live? Uh, are you married? Like, what, what do you do? We love, Americans love to ask you secretly, covertly how you make your money. So we're obsessed with that shit. So we're always like, so what do you do? And I always go, I do a lot of stuff. Like, what do you do? Like, I do a lot of stuff. Like, what do you mean? Like, I try to make them just come out and say it. Like, just come out and say what you really want to know. Like, what do I do? I do all kinds of things, right? So, and then the other thing I wanted to just touch upon is I think what's fascinating to me about the titles or the names, right? Because this is how, this is how we communicate. This is how the ego communicates. In spirit, we, we communicate in lots of different energetic ways. But with the ego, we have to use words. We have to use labels. We have to use like names and street signs and colors to say, this is what's happening to communicate. So when you think about these names like, oh, a reflector or a, and correct me if I get it wrong, a projector and a manifesta or a generator. And I think 
when people hear the word generator, they feel like, oh, I've got to generate, I've got to create, I've got to hustle, I've got to like a train, like I got to do, I got to keep doing, I got to overdo, like I got to generate. And then there's like the manifesting generators, right? So I remember when the first time that I heard I was a generator, and then I was thinking about other people as I was starting to learn who were generators, and then I would go like, oh, I'm with them? Like, not like, not to be judgmental, but I was like, oh, maybe I put the information in wrong or like whatever. So can you talk a little bit maybe about like the names and, and um, I don't know if I'm making even, even making a, a clear question, but I think there's something there around that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big pet peeve of mine when generators think or people think about generators that they're here to work. And uh, that's just an old way of thinking. Um, generators are here to be lit up. I have no idea where the word generator came from, but uh, this all of human design was downloaded in Spanish. So the generators and manifesting generators are supposedly when they're in flow, they feel contentment. That's the Spanish to English content translation. Yes. But you know what it really is? When generators and MGs are in flow, they're feeling, I'm so excited. That, like, how does that, does that, that resonates for me and like in my bones. Oh my God. Well, as a kid who is totally still at 51, easily excited, like I know when I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I'm really excited about this. You know what I mean? And that, that I mean, that's the lit up pot, right? And we know that. It's like I say to somebody, like, you can, you can try to relate it to a lot of different things. But, I, you know, when I did a, I did a podcast the other day called Don't Force It. And I was saying how, you know, you can't force yourself to feel a particular way. Like, ever try to force being in love with somebody? Ever try to force, like, you know, like when you're just over something and then it's like, oh, and you're trying to, force it and make it work. I'm like, I am never, <laughs> I resent that. Like I, I, that is not a good, when I'm trying to force everything I feel is like frustrated and resentful. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And you always said, um, you always said, well, you said that frustration is a very clear sign to generate is that they're trying to, they're not in flow. Yeah. And frustration looks like the, what we think of as frustration, like the kind of forcing like it's just not working it also looks like energetic frustration which is just kind of like blah like everything's meh and oh. that if you're a generator or an mg and you either ever hear yourself use the word frustrated or you feel that energetic eh, then know that that's your red flag that's like a bumper for you to bump bump off to trigger you to bring you back to your design you are here to be lit up you're here to be excited you're here to be madly in love with your life this is the permission to do this this is your mission here you're not here to fix anything to work 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 <laughs> there's no like how you're supposed to do it in there and the only how is wait for wait for the response which is the, our sacral response which we get from our gut so meaning like, yeah, you literally, like you said to me at one point, and I want to talk about frustration for one more second, but you had said that um, um, you, all the answers are within your body. If it's not, it's, if it's not, and that's something I've practiced for a long time. And I've been saying like, and it's so hard, like, 
it's not really had talking to you. It's a blast talking to you. But like my like it's like there's like these four pings that are happening right now. And I'm like, I want to I want to make sure that like um that that I come back to it. But with one of the things I've often said is like for me, I'm either wicked excited about something, right? People are like, how do you feel about this? And um, so I'll never forget this. Somebody, this two stories are on this, but somebody, it was something that I once read. And it was about these two oppositions, and it was these these two people who were having um, either like this was back in the day, so not social media, but you know how on social media now it's like, oh Kanye like dissed this one, and now this one's saying this in a rap song back, and they're going back and forth, right? So somebody was asking this gentleman who I think he was a writer, and uh, I can't remember for the life of me who it was, but they said to said to him about his quote unquote um, antagonist or his enemy, like so, what do you think about so and so like saying this? And he said, I don't think about him at all. And I was like, oh my God, that was like, that was like the best, like, oh. So for generators, how I interpret that feeling is I'm either going to feel wicked excited about it or I'm going to be totally like, fuck no. But the, the, the place that where I'm like, the, the, the worst that I can feel about anything is, meh, I don't care whatever indifference to me indifference to me is a huge huge like eh, 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 danger will robinson don't just do it as a supposed to the shoulds like shooting on yourself all the time it's like that is just that is the kiss of death for generators i think it really i mean it is for all humans i think but for generators and mgs especially we have this aura and when it's clogged up with nose, it's the the yeses can't get in. That's when we feel heavy and tired and sluggish and dull, like the total opposite of sparkliness. We need to take inventory constantly and clear all that stuff out. And for MGs, it's going to be like recognize that your signal response can change by the day, by the minute. Yeah. <laughs> so like this this happens quickly. You got to do it fast. For generators, you guys might be able to do it like once a week. Yeah, it's so true. It's like, it's so a, a funny, really funny thing. One of the first times when we were talking and you said, you said, um, you said when you're stuffed up, when you're clogged and you said when you're clogged with nose and I thought you were saying when your nose, like when your nose is clogged and I started laughing so hard because it, then all of a sudden it occurred to me like what you really meant. And I was like, oh yeah, but when you are, when you're stuffed up, mm-hmm. these perceptions or these stories we tell ourselves about what's expected of us or what the world wants or how everybody else is doing it or this is how you should be doing it like that is just like so that is just like no thank you those days are behind me now like to me there's so one of the most important things is is i'm always asking my so first of all i'm always asking um you know i call it my spiritual team i call it god so i call it all kinds of things but for you the user friendly name let's call it spiritual team i'm always asking my spiritual team like you know um to to use me you were saying i think you say you say show me yeah Right. And I, and I say, please use me, but I say, please have me go where you would have me go, have me do what you would. And all that is great to be asked for guidance. But first of all, you have to be a clear enough channel to receive it and to hear it. You got to create the capacity to receive in the environment to receive it. And then you have to be willing to take, I think those leaps of faith to follow through on the guidance that comes through because 
the world is the outside world the ego illusionary world is constantly trying to keep you separate from the very source that is trying to divinely guide you so i think creating the conditions in which that divine intelligence comes through us whether you call it a channel or a conduit or a vessel or as you know many of my teachers have said when i was younger you know you are you are the um you are the faucet you are not the water but you gotta be willing you gotta turn that sucker on right you, and i always so i i think of it like you know being as my meditation teacher um eknatha Shwaran, his granny his granny was his spiritual teacher and she used to call him the little lamp and so he would always say i so i always kind of took that reference and i was like well we're all the little lamps and the divine is the electricity that runs through us but until we plug in until we plug in, there's no, there, we, we have to, in order to be lit up like a generator, we have to find daily, I say daily, other people can disagree with me, but some sort of daily spiritual practices that put us in the alignment of being able to generate that electricity to be lit up, you know? Yeah, we have to know that the universe is showing us stuff all the time in order to see it. And we have to keep our, our house clean. Not mm. literally. I mean, yeah, sure. That's another <laughs> discussion. But just keep your energy clean. And so how would you, if you were going to say to uh, somebody who's like wicked new to, to this concept, like what, when you say keep your energy clean, what, what, give me something like practical. Uh, you know, practical. Yeah. So let's imagine that you've got, you're lit up about a whole bunch of things. And yet yeah. there's like, this weekly meeting that you go to that you totally resent every single time, but you can't <laughs> figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. That's like the universe sees that and is like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess she's okay with that. So I'm not going to, maybe I'll bring her more things like that. Or maybe it won't bring her anything new or, you know, the universe can't tell what it is that you're in love with. Yeah. So that's like when I say to my clients, I say, um, you know, there's a, so A Course in Miracles is a beautiful line that says, um, I want the peace of God. To say this means nothing, to mean it is everything. Mm -hmm. And what I always say to my clients is, you know, the universe can't get behind wishy-washy. No. So you have to commit, like you have to like commit. <laughs> and like what it, yours, go ahead, go ahead, please. Well, for non-specific manifestors, like we both are, that doesn't mean your ideal cl client avatar that means being super clear on what it is that lights you up how you want to feel. yes 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 and i guess what i'm saying by that is meaning like um so the way that you talked about it once i think you gave the example of like you're like you're in a dressing room trying on a bunch of different pairs of pants right or jeans this is your story just so everybody knows this is yep. kelsey's example i don't i want to give credit where it's due so kelsey says like you're in there trying on a bunch of different pants and you get to a point where you just like, you find a pair and finally, cause we all know how dressing room mirrors can be. We finally find a pair and we're like, okay, well these don't suck. They're better than everything else. Like they're still not the pair that makes you feel like, yes, but you like, so you settle. So maybe it's that settling when you're saying like, and the universe is right outside the door with the perfect pair, like going like, don't give up. Like yeah. not yet. Like I've got the perfect thing for you, but then you send the message well, I, I'll just, this is okay, I guess. And it's like, that's that neutral zone where it's like, if you're not quite feeling it, and I, I don't think you could say it any more plainly. 
if you're not feeling lit up. Now, I just want to say this as a hardworking blue collar kid. Being lit up about a thing doesn't also mean that there's not going to be hard work and, and you know, like, like flow, because I teach, right? Fearless flow. People always think, oh, so flow means yes, yes. And I'm doing this really nice wavy pattern with my hand, right? Flow means yes. But it doesn't mean that there's no effort sometimes in flow. Sometimes you also have to paddle in the flow, right? Does that make sense? Athlete in flow. Yes. I'll be on my bike inside on the trainer. The sweat is literally like (laughs) dumping off everywhere. I'm hurting. I'm in so much pain and I'm totally in flow. These things, that's how it works. Exactly. In flow when there's no effort. Exactly. And it's so powerful because yesterday I was in um, a sweaty, hot athletic yoga class and I was laughing because I was like, okay, this is hard. I was actually doing a flow, right? I was doing a flow of sequences, sweats like dripping in my eyes. I'm like trying to keep my prani. I'm trying to keep my breath consistent and notice when it's getting agitated, where I'm forcing, right? And this is the whole thing. Like exactly what you said, you can totally be in flow. It's the same thing about writing. When I sit down to write, there are times when it's like, you know, what I'm writing about is not soothing. It's, it's still difficult. But you, to me, it's like committing to saying like, okay, because I think sometimes people have a big fear because part of what we're talking about, and please, please tell me if you disagree or have a different thought point of view about this. I think part about, of being in flow as a generator is you have to be willing to surrender to something greater than you. And surrendering, a lot of people feel like, well, surrender means sacrifice. It means I have to give up my free will or I have to give up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're never more in your your will and the divine's will than when you're saying yes and you're stepping into the flow. We can think about it another way too. Like the universe literally is shopping for us all the time as generators and MGs. The universe is picking out everything to show us, to see how we respond to it. We don't have to go out and find it ourselves. So we are surrendering to the universe, just like, like it's with us all day, every day, just picking it up, juggling for us, showing us pretty pictures, and we get to decide. How easy is that? It's amazing. And I remember that, um, well, so two, so two things. So how easy is that? If you're somebody who has not, I think, been strengthening their, uh, what do I want to call this muscle? If you're not strengthening those spiritual muscle, muscles within you of trust, you, an indecisive generator is probably just like this madness. That's madness for us. Like when we're going back and forth, but what, what I would, what I would say. And an indecisive generator is constipated. Yes. And, but what I would, yeah, but what I would say we're constipated with is the fear of other people's judgments, the fear of other people's reactions, the fear of other people abandoning us, the fear of other people's opinions. That's the only time it gets sticky is when you start thinking, uh, if there's a fear of some sort of consequence to not trusting, I think self-trust is like, is so, so, so important. But I want to, I want to touch on what you just said, because I, I really like to always kind of give like practical kind of story. I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories, but so I'll never forget. 
again, being in this, these business coaching programs where I paid a lot of money, don't get me wrong. I got a lot out of it. I had a blast. I made some, I met some incredible people and I'm so happy that, um, I did it. My, my coach, Bill Barron and big shift people, just a little shout out. I love them. But, um, but one of the things is I remember being on a call one day and, um, part of the group calls is you're listening to other people's questions. And then sometimes it's your turn to talk. And so people, you know, everybody's like, well, so what are you up to? And I was just like, I don't know, man, there's like all, and I used to feel like, I kind of felt like bad or, or sometimes weird. Like I would be like, I don't know, like all these structures. And I go, I'm like my business strategy is like magic manifestation and miracles. And I would just start laughing and I'm not even, I've told you this before. It's not even like I'm a super law of attraction person. When I say manifestation, I just mean I manifest by being the best me that I know how to be like, that's it. And what I would say is I've never reached out and said to people, can I speak on your stage? Can I talk at your event? Can I be on your podcast? And I was telling them how these opportunities just kind of came to me. They flowed to me. And I cannot tell you, after we talked the other day, it was like, ding, 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 ding. I wasn't a dick for saying that or thinking that. I literally do. Like you were saying to me, your soul is like your personal shopper. And they're bringing things to you. And they're saying, what about this opportunity? Or what about this? Or what about this? And I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm not crazy. This is how I operate. This is why it works for me. It is why, like, you know, um, I've given myself so much permission. I just go, this is what I started saying, like on my 50th birthday, I, I basically started saying, well, even before that, probably in my 49th year, I just started saying, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. I sound, I'm like, I sound like a spoiled brat right now, but it's how I feel. If this isn't fun, and I don't mean fun, like it's all easy. There's no work. I don't mean that. But if it just doesn't feel AKA lit up, I don't want to do it. And I thought, God, you kind of sound like a, like, a, like a white privilege kind of little prick right now, but it's not what I meant. Like I was just saying, if it didn't feel authentic, if it didn't feel true, if it didn't feel genuine or right or excite me, I didn't want to participate. Does that make sense? This is what I want all generators to be saying. A dream of a world where all generators and MGs say, if it's not fun, if it doesn't make me feel, I'm so excited, then it's a no. That's what the world needs. Everyone doing their design. I, I totally, and I think there's a thousand ways, right? Like, and it's so fascinating how we have all these different systems, whether it's numerology or palm reading or human design or tarot cards or astrology. Like we're always trying to understand ourselves more because I think that there's nothing more that we want than to be truly ourselves and to be seen and heard and loved and appreciated for being ourselves. But I, I, would, I would venture to say that there's nothing more that the divine wants mm. than for you to truly be yourself, to be the full expression of God's love or spirit. Whatever, how, again, I always say like, we're just God's kids. We are an extension of love itself. That's all we are is love. And so if you've come through in this expression as a project, projector, I'm like, do you think that like, I'll never forget Marianne Williamson one time somebody said to her, well, and I think she wrote about it. She might've written about it in A Return to Love, but she talks about how, 
she would get asked this question a lot and, 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 and somebody would be like a musician or an actor or like whatever the thing was. And, the, and she, they would go, but what if I'm supposed to be an accountant? And she would say, don't you think that if you were supposed to be an accountant, that God would have made you love numbers and actually be good at it? Like, I mean, you know, if you are failing accounting several times, you're probably not supposed. And I think we kind of resist sometimes our own design. Yes. And our souls picked out all this stuff. They picked out all of these gifts for us. They picked out these things so we could come here and be who we're supposed to be. And by being who we're supposed to be, we can do what we're supposed to do. We all have different superpowers. And together, when we're all living our design, we elevate the planet. Which is why two things, and of course in miracles, we call it individual curriculum. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's got their assignment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do your thing. But here's the thing. When we're all like working together and we all kind of fulfill those roles, that's the whole like Ram Das saying of we're all just kind of walking each other home. We're all playing our role. And this is why I always encourage my clients. So my spiritual mentoring clients, if they also happen to be creatives of any kind, writers of any kind, even entrepreneurs, of any, if you're an entrepreneur, you trust me, you are creating some shit. Right? You are creative in your own way. But it's why we never want to be watered down versions of other people. It's why we never want to try and be the next, well, I'm going to be like Tony Robbins, or I'm going to be like this one, or I'm going to be like that one. It's not that we can't admire, but that particular assignment was assigned. Your job, and I, and I tell this story a lot, but when I was like 20, I want to say I was like 26, maybe 27. And, um, this is when I was living and working with Marianne Williamson. And then I was, um, she was getting ready to kind of like go to Michigan, leave, leave California. And then at that same time, I was coming back to New Hampshire. But I, I, right before that all happened, I met with this very wise older woman and she was an intuitive and, you know, she was doing all this stuff. And a friend had gifted me a reading with her. They wanted me to talk to, to her. And so I'll never forget her asking me. She says, well, what do you, like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, I was like, I was young. Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be the next Marianne Williamson. Like, I was just so like, oh, because I was with my teacher and she was like my mom and I just loved her so much. And in this very wise woman, like, she gave me this look, like, not mean, but like that, that just look where you're like, you know that, that, that they're saying, the wise woman is saying, now listen to me. <laughs> and she said, why don't you try being the first Karen Kenny? And it was like, I've never, obviously, I've never forgotten that. And I tell that story because it was like, what a priceless piece of guidance. Like, hey, he, well, hey, kid, why don't you just try being you? And it was like revolutionary. It was like, what is happening right now? And I think that's kind of like exactly what human design is saying. And I think because you heard, like, thank you, wise old woman, because right. of that tidbit from her, you've been living your design. You know, and I think at times I've tried on, you know, because I think that, you know, I, I mean, like Bill Barron always says to me, like, you're an accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> and I, I just knew like so much, like I haven't planned, which 
which people who know me are going to laugh when I say this because I'm known to be a little bit of a control freak, right? I'm very organized. I like things a particular way. Yes, yes, yes. Recovering perfectionist all day long. That had more to do with like trauma and survival than anything else. However, um, I've never really planned things. Like the way that I even opened having a yoga studio, okay? So when I, I, I started teaching in like 1999, And in the beginning, like back in the day, this was like, there was no yoga like happening in New Hampshire. There was like a handful of teachers, right? And so in order to make a living doing this stuff, it was like, I taught at this gym and that church and that studio. Like I was running around, you know, know, fitness instructors. We were like wellness instructors all over the place. It was literally the fact that I just got fucking tired of driving around everywhere and getting paid 25 bucks a class, no gas money. It was so inconvenient. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. I cannot tell you how many times when I finally, either internally um, or externally, inside my head or verbally, finally just go, there's got to be a better way. When I'm done trying to force and do it my way, quote unquote, and I surrender to it, And I'll never forget driving around the traffic circle before going to my house, the rotary, as we would say in Massachusetts. I'm going around the rotary. And literally, there's a voice in my head. Instead of taking the second exit to go straight home, the very first exit was a right. And I heard in my head, take a right, go right, like take. And I was like, it's like 930 at night. What is happening right now? And I drove down not even a quarter of a mile. And I see a for rent sign. And it's in this little weird building right off the traffic circle in Epsom. And there's a light on in one of the windows at a lawyer's office. And I was like, what? And I go and I knock on the door and I'm like, hi, uh, I saw the for rent sign. (laughs) This is like, you know, 2003. And I was like, oh, I go, so such a dork. And the guy's in there. He bites me in. We sit down, we talk. And I have like no money. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm going to have to buy bolsters and blocks and straps like on a credit card. I've never written a business plan. I didn't have a business checking account, like nothing. And I'm just like, I think I want to, you know, open a yoga studio. And I don't really have a lot of money. I'm just very transparent and honest, being myself. And he literally says to me, I tell you what, you seem like a good kid. I'll rent it to you for this for the first however many months. And then if you start to do better, we'll add maybe a hundred bucks. So I was just like, what is happening right now? And when I stopped trying to do what um, the shoulds and the supposed tos and the forcing, it's like a domino. It's like, it just, and you'll just get what you need. I swear to God. It's like any time I start to worry about something or get stressed about something. I always remind myself, like, what are you talking about? Like, now, now it's going to add to the, the language. will be like, you've got a personal shopper. Like, what are you stressing about? Right? They're going to bring you what you need. And, I, and so I've just seen it in my life time and time and time again. And that's why I always say I have deep faith. So I feel like these readings that you do for people, when you, when you ask them the information and then you get their chats and like, I can just tell your palpable enthusiasm and excitement, which tells me you're in your zone of genius, right? And then I just realized like, it is such a beautiful thing to give people permission to help them say like, yes, this thing that you've deep inside have always known and maybe haven't even admitted to yourself yet, 
this is your birthright. This is what you are here to do. It is such a powerful, powerful thing. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but listen is, I'm just reflecting back, like developing trust for yourself, developing trust within yourself. And then again, if you are spiritually minded and you believe in something, even if it's just yourself, your goodness, whatever, there is nothing more impactful than showing up in the fullness, in the wholeness, in the holiness that you are. Like to me, it's like, so this, this has just been, um, like it, it kicked off like 2020. It just gave me this little boot in the ass in a good way, a sparkly boot in the ass. <laughs> it was like a little cause for celebration, you know? Just celebrating you because you're amazing. You're so sweet. You are living your design. You're totally living your lit up design and you've been brave enough. One of the things that generators tend to struggle with is say releasing things, releasing the things that are not for them, the things that are not lighting them up when it means they might have nothing, when there might be a little low of, so you're not supposedly not going to have anything to do, but to release that, release that good. So the universe can come and deliver that perfect pair of jeans. It is such a true thing that you just said. And I know in my, when I closed my yoga studio, okay, so I had a yoga studio for 10 years. It's never been about, I don't love yoga. It's not that. I mean, yoga is a part, of, it's in the DNA now. Like it's a part of me, the spiritual thought system, right? The asanas and everything, yes. Another way to express and move trauma and heal, credible. But there's so much more to this practice. So it will always be a part of me. But I remember when I just knew, so I say to my sweetie all the time, so I'll be going about my business, right? This is just how, this is how it is for me, right? I'll be going about my business and all of a sudden I have some sort of a thought that sounds something like this, huh, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Or I wonder what it would be like, well, this is how it happened. I was like, I wonder what it would be like to not have a studio anymore. As soon as that thought enters my consciousness, Shit is going to change. Now, it might take two months, six months, 12 months, but I just go, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, here we go again. Because it like gets dropped in like a little drop of nectar. It's like a little like boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I had hired this business yoga coach. This was many, many, many years ago. And I had hired this business yoga coach. And he was trying to help me and he wasn't cheap like back then like two thousand dollars and it's still don't get me wrong blue collar kid two thousand dollars is a lot of money to me still but back then when i didn't really have a lot of money coming in and i was like oh my god and i'd never pay i was like two thousand dollars to talk to this guy and he was trying to help me revamp quest yoga he was trying to help me like look at my clients differently and my you know my my quote-unquote customers my students differently and how can we regenerate and create these programs, reward, and da, da, da. And I, one of our last sessions, he's like, so are you excited? And I just burst into tears. And he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't think I want to have a studio anymore. <laughs> and he's like, what? We had spent months. And he's like, what? And I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be doing it anymore. But that's all I knew. And I was like, I don't know what's next. And then it's like, I, so I got certified, you know, become a spiritual mentor, blah, blah, blah. But here's the point of my story is 
I had to trust that something was being told to me, even though it scared the shit out of me, even though I was, resi- even I didn't know, I didn't know what the next step was. I think it was Martin Luther King Jr. He says, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And I trusted, I trusted, uh, I had proven to myself over the years that I have survived many things. I have thrived despite many things that I have a good internal GPS. God's pretty smart. I always say GPS. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to trust this thing. I closed my studio. I had one spiritual mentoring client. I didn't have any of this classes set up. And I was just like, I'm doing this. And then here we are, (laughs) you know, seven, eight, whatever, many, many years later it is now, seven years later now. But I know that fear of stepping into the void and stepping into the unknown. And this is why I think that building, again, what I call and what I work on with my clients is these daily spiritual practices so that you have these internal stabilizers, these internal ways of knowing and trusting. So first of all, you can hear. First of all, you can see like, oh, personal shopper, and I know I have choices and they're bringing me stuff. It can be so terrifying for generators, especially if they're a generator who believes that do, 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 go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle is the way that to to be in the stillness and to take a fearless moral inventory and look at, like, just be, (laughs) it can be so scary for people. Uh, Yeah. Which is why bravery is a huge part of this and trusting like a mofo, which is a practice. Amen. Just keep building that trust muscle and keep building it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you'll find more and more places that ask for it, more and more ways to use it. It's, it's, it's so true. I mean, this, this being human is, um, I always say, you know, nobody gets out. Like I always say, this is going to leave a mark, right? You don't, you don't, you're not a human without, without having some, some mocks left, but the only way, like, it's like, Part of it is I have this little picture. It's a little cartoon drawing. And I've never, in all the years, I I have no idea who first created it. It was a little, it's not even a meme. It's just like this little cartoon drawing, little stick figure girl with like, you know, little hair sticking up. And she's got this red dress on and her hands are up in the air and she's smiling. And she says, I have no idea what's going to happen. I used to be like death grip on, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, money. <laughs> what? Tell me, I don't know, right? Now I try, I, whenever I start to get scared, and I do, people are like, you teach fearless flow, you still get afraid. I'm like, yes. But whenever I start to get afraid, it's because I've taken a detour into fear, meaning I've tried to grab the wheel back from the universe and from God and try to drive the bus. We all know what's going to happen. KK's driving the bus. So I always just try to think of that image. I keep it on my phone in my favorites. And I send it to my friends whenever they start to get weird too. And it's like, I have no idea what's going to happen. How amazing. Because it opens us up to this potential like this limitless possibility because the human ego mind, we have such small vision, even as I don't even care the greatest visionaries that are on the planet. It's still a tiny fraction of omnipotent vision. Yes. And I love it when I have no idea what's going to happen. I know you, you thrive in that. Like to you, it's like, 
Friday, adventure time. You're really, yes. Why are you excited when you get up in the morning? I'm like, cause I've never seen this day before. I love it. I'm, I love that. I don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. Yes. Well, I will say this, my, I don't know muscle, my comfort using my, I don't know muscle has grown exponentially, um, over the last, however many years it's been, it's been, it's, and it's such a nice thing, especially as a teacher. And let me just say this, especially as a spiritual teacher, because everybody, whether or not it's just the way it's just comes with the territory when you're an quote unquote expert at anything. I am not a spiritual expert. It, I, I swim a lot in the spiritual pool. We're all spiritual beings. It just so happens that I'm a spiritual teacher. However, there are going to be times when people will come to me and I'm just like, I don't know. I'll try to, like, I'll try to get more resources. I'll try to find, if it's something that I can actually learn about, I'm like, I'll try to come back to you. But man, so much of this human experience is the mystery of the adventure, mm-hmm. you know? And it's why we're taught about forgiveness. I always say like this being human is like being in the fucking forgiveness Olympics because just by being human, we know we're gonna be clumsy. We know we're gonna make mistakes. We know we're gonna be like, oh, I don't know, why did I do, right? There's so much of that. What if we could embrace our I don't know sometimes or just a little more generously, <laughs> right? Yes. And this is, we both have open ajnas. So we are both very excited about being able to say and empowered, I don't know, when we are living our design. And I think of humans as we're all puppies tripping over our paws. Yes. Like these things are big and unruly and I'm not really sure what to do with them and I don't know where I'm going, but I'm so excited. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, I don't know, man, I just think if you're somebody who's listening to this, and if you follow Kelsey, you probably, I mean, you, you already love her and, and know her, probably her genius and brilliance and stuff. But if you haven't had a reading yet, I'm like, either ask for one for your birthday or gift yourself one or start saving your pennies <laughs> and have one because I think it gives people um, not just clarity, but again, that word of like, I don't know. I want to do some research on a different word than permission, because I think permission often feels like it's an external given. Like it, it, I want it to come from, I'm trying to think of what the internal like version of that yeah, is. It's a reminder, but that word is yes. powerful. Right. It, it's not right. Cause it, it's the meaning that we've given to the word permission, but, yeah. but it's like, I, I just think that like there is nothing more beautiful and powerful and exciting. And, and this is, I think this is part of it, right? Especially if we're coming at it from not just your personal life, but your professional life. When you are living in alignment and whether you, when you, whether you get to your alignment through your spiritual practices, through the, the, the exact course of human design, whatever it is, however you get there, there is nothing more attractive. And I don't mean pretty, I mean, attractive, right? To clients, to other people, to whoever you're supposed to draw into your, um, what's the word, your field of influence. When you are living you, there is nothing more, I don't want to use the word sexy, but there's nothing more attractive or um, what's the word you use when, when you said magnetic than when you were like in your truth. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been with someone? Irresistible. 
yes, irresistible. And, um, well, I guess that's the word that I was looking for. Um, <laughs> I've been with somebody who I'm completely uninterested in whatever it is that lights them up, but I just love being in their energy. Like they could be talking about cars forever and they're just, it lights them up so much that I'm like, yeah, I'll hang out with you. I don't have any idea what it is you're talking about, but just it feels so good to be around you. Yeah, because they're excited. They're truly lit up from within, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things. And, and I always say to people like, like notice, notice what you love, right? You know, I do a whole exercise with people around purpose and like all this stuff. But I always say the things that you love, the things that make you happy, they're a pretty big clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, eh, eh, like, you know, like all pointers, all arrows going to this thing. And, you know, being able to just fully express yourself, like give yourself the opportunity to see who you are when you come out from underneath the cloak of what maybe the whole rest of the world is trying to tell you who you're supposed to be. You know, and when you just say, like, I'm going to follow the clues. I would say the divine is always dropping breadcrumbs, like, you know, but you got to be awake enough. You got to be paying close enough attention. You have to be present enough to go, oh, that sign is for me. That voice, that, that little voice that I heard, that gut instinct. And the gut is so, so important, you know, learning to trust your gut instinct. And I, and I just want to say this to, to the women out there, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to do my own podcast on this at some point. Um, Women have been especially groomed to be polite. And it doesn't always, it does not always serve us to be polite. Sometimes trusting your gut says, I'm not going to get in that car. I'm not going to go into that room alone with that person. I'm not going to walk down that street. It, it, there's, a, there's so much, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but I just want to say to the women who are listening, like man is in an important time in, in our life with, with all the violence that's afflicted against us physically, emotionally, mentally, in the, all over, in the government, in, 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 in magazines, and like all, all social media, all this stuff. Were you, trusting yourself now, loving yourself now, saying no now when you know it's a no is one of the most powerful and radical acts. It's revolutionary for us to have a deeper knowing of ourselves. And I think human design is one of the ways that we can do that. Karen Kenny. Mic drop moment. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up right there. How can people find you? Because now everyone needs to listen to you all the time and love you and so sweet. go to your retreats. So tell us how to do it, please. Yeah. So like the main hub to find me is always my website <clears throat> and it's Karen. And I always spell my last name. It's Kate. Just today alone, I've been called <clears throat> Karen Kinney, Karen Kennedy. I'm like, no, it's just Kenny like Penny with a K. So it's K-E-N-N-E-Y, KarenKenny.com. And um, on there, you can see how to work with me for mentoring, one-to-one -one mentoring, but also I have retreats. I do yoga and writing workshops. I do um, speaking at some events. It's just fun stuff. <laughs> and then online at um, IG, at Instagram and uh, Facebook, it's just at Karen Kenny Live, L-I-V-E. That's and it. what's the name of your podcast? Oh, yeah, The Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> so I always say, I'm easy to find as long as you spell my last name right. So The Karen Kenny Show podcast is awesome. Uh, it's a weekly show. comes out on Thursdays. It's super fun. And I'm going to have you on that, too, so that my listeners can hear you talk about human design. So, so Kelsey, just thank you for not only having me 
back on the show, but for, um, for following your human design and following where your excitement led and for, you know, saying yes to like, like, I mean, when I think back, like triathlon coach, like just kind of like, you've just been like a little dog following his little sniffer, you know, like, like Makai, you're just sniffing around the neighborhood. Like, what do we want to do? And then you're like, this is a really good spot. And you trusted it and you knew oh, I it. I found so, the mother load of bunny poop. And now this is what I'm talking about. But like, you trusted like this and you followed your curiosity. And, you know, like you're wa- on Sundays, you're like watching videos about this stuff because it's fun. Right. It's always a clue. You guys, when it's fun, it's a clue. Yeah. When you ride 50 miles and then sit down to dig into three hours of human design before heading off to the gym, like when normal people are just chilling all day, that's when you know, Oh my goodness. I am lit up. I am lit up. I am sparkly. I love you, Karen Kenny. Thank you. I love you, Kelsey Allen. Don't you ever change? Well, you change, but you know what I mean. Always be you. Always evolve. Always evolve. Oh my God, Karen is so amazing. I love that conversation and hope you guys did too. Isn't her energy so incredibly sparkly? That's what it feels like to be around a generator who is totally lit up and totally living her design. Remember, go back and listen to her previous episode, please. And please go back and listen to all the episodes in this series and all the earlier episodes with those guests. And share, share, share away. Share with their friends who are the energy type or are the profile that we talk about in the episode. Share. We, we as humans need to see other people living their design. One, because it feels so good to be around somebody living their design, but also because the more we see other people living their design, the more it gives us permission to be ourselves, to be our own quirky, perfect, sparkly AF selves. Now, if you would like a human design reading, if you want me to dig into your chart, please go to kelseyabbott.com slash human design. Oh, and if you love this episode, please tell Karen on social media. Tell, please tell me. I'm at kelseyabbottcpc on Instagram on social media. Please share, please leave a review. And if you're so inspired, please consider donating to the Find Your Awesome podcast at patreon.com slash Kelsey Abbott. I love you. You're amazing. You're incredible. You are loved.